the Merle Haggard blues today I write songs when I feel this way I grab my guitar and I play I got the Merle Haggard blues today Welcome to Paranormal Prowlers Podcast. I'm your host, Tessa Morrow, and the lovely voice was Bobby Mackey. Speaking of Bobby Mackey, when I was at his haunted honky-tonk, I had the pleasure to meet an awesome fella, Alex, who is a tour guide for Bobby Mackey's Music World, and my sister, a wilder local, and myself, got a private tour from him. Now, I want to play a part of two songs that Bobby Mackey has written. They are about horrible events that took place long, long ago and are forever linked to Bobby Mackey's music world. These are also things that Alex will be talking about tonight. The first song is Johanna, a young woman whose lover is murdered. I used this song several times in the podcast. Here is a clip of it. Please listen to the words. Now today it's a different place. All the same with a new face. With strange mysteries hanging in the air. People in their sane minds swear they see you today. Are you looking for the love they took away? Everyone knows that you couldn't bear the pain So you took your life in the pouring rain Okay, so that's just a little bit of Johanna. You're going to hear more about the background of that song and the story behind that song. And now I want to play this other song, which is called Poor Pearl, Poor Girl. And again, listen to those lyrics. Here we go. Take it away, Bobby. Poor Pearl, poor girl, lay dead upon the ground. Poor Pearl, poor girl, her head was never found. Scott Jackson had a pregnant girlfriend. Pearl Bryan was her name. He and Alonzo Walling met her at the train That night a plot unfolded Poor Pearl lost her life Scott and Alonzo both hung for that cry Now, you all are in for an awesome treat We are about to have our own private tour, you guys. Access granted. A look into the United States' most haunted honky-tonk. Let's buckle up wherever you are in the world. This next stop takes us into Bobby Mackey's music world in good old Wilder, Kentucky. Alex, thank you so much for joining me, man. How's the day treating you in good old Wilder, Kentucky? It's going pretty well just dealing with traffic right now, but. <laughs> oh, boy. Yep, when I was there, that's that was the one thing I didn't like about that area. It was, like, so crazy traffic, and we ended up getting lost so much. But hopefully you'll be out of that traffic soon, and there we go. So if we hear any honking, you guys, or whatever, that's Alex going, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> 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 so, 
Alex, you are a tour guide for the Haunted Tours at Bobby Mackey's Music World. I mean, what an awesome job that must be. How did it come about you becoming a tour guide for them? Well, I mean, it definitely is a fun job. Uh, that, that's what I, I call it. So I was a regular there for a couple months. Started talking to, you know, the bartenders and everything like that, getting a good relationship with them. And then one day, Chelsea, the head bartender, goes, hey, you know, you, you drink enough here. Why don't you start paying for your tab and uh, get a job? <laughs> I said, well, why the hell not? So uh, actually, Denise and Matt approached me and uh, asked me to if I would like a job there and uh, doing the tours. And at first, I was a little reluctant because I I heard about how haunted the place was through Ghost Adventures. Got, you know, a little nervous thinking about it. But, you know, I said, heck, yeah, I'm definitely down for it. So that's how it all came to be. And you've been there ever since. <laughs> yep. That's uh, awesome. Almost two years. Almost two years. Oh, that's wonderful. And you guys, just so you know, Alex was a phenomenal tour guide. We really loved having him. It was just me and my sister, as mentioned earlier, and uh, local there. And we had a great time. So earlier in the episode, Alex, I played a clip of the songs Johanna and Poor Girl. And I want you to really kind of talk about these two unfortunate cases and the connection they have to Bobby Mackey. First, talk about Pearl, if you will. Well, Pearl, she was a rich Indiana farm girl, um, and she fell in love with a UC dental student by the name of Scott Jackson. And, you know, those two, they were, they were so much in love, they wanted to run away and get married. But the problem was Pearl was pregnant. She was five months pregnant, and neither her nor Scott wanted to keep the child. Well, Scott and his friend Alonzo Walling decided they had enough tools and enough know-how that they were going to go ahead and attempt the procedure themselves because, you know, apparently those things go hand-in-hand. Who knew? So anyway, you know, they took her to a field two and a half miles away from the location of the bar um, into a place called Fort Thomas. It was uh, known as a different name back then. But they took her to a field and they started the procedures. And obviously, you know, we're telling the story. They botched it. Uh, Botched it so bad that, you know, Pearl was panicking, you know, screaming, bleeding, that they they did the unmentionable and they decapitated her. So It's horrible. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it's pretty bad, and I mean, it's, it's terrible to think that you know she was she was alive when she was decapitated. She wasn't you know passed out or she wasn't dead or anything like that from you know all the profuse bleeding. She was still alive because when police found her, they were able to tell she was alive when she was decapitated by the blood splatter on the ground. It was pretty horrific. Yeah, that's pretty gruesome, and I mean, this poor woman. You got to really have sympathy for her here. You know, she's going through this horrific, not you know, surgery that's, like, not done by professionals, mind you, in a field, and, you know, you go from from screaming and being scared to actually having your head cut off. Like, we're talking decapitation. To me, it's like, what were they thinking, these two guys, you know? It's just, how heartbreaking is her story, you know what I mean? And so have people actually had encounters with Pearl, Pearl's spirit at Bobby Mackey's Music World? Yeah, see her uh, her headless body. Sometimes they'll they'll see her with her head, but it's it's not just uh, at that location where she was decapitated. There's a YMCA, and that's where they also say they see her. So it's, it's like her her spirit's just kind of wandering between the two places, which makes you think that you know, obviously where she was killed. But the rumor is is that her 
head was thrown down the well that's in the basement, possible that it's truly what happened. She followed her, her killers to the location where they dropped her head into the well, and she's spending her time there looking for it, you know? Ugh. Yeah, that would make sense. Well, bless her heart. Poor thing. So, you guys, again, that's Poor Pearl, Poor Girl, the song that you listened to earlier. That's what Alex is talking about right now, and you should definitely check that that song out at some point. Yeah, now we want to hear about Johanna and her heartbreaking tale. Johanna was a dancer at the club, and at the time, the place was called the Latin Quarters, and her, her father actually ran it. Uh, Johanna had fallen in love with a singer by the name of Robert Randall. These two were so much in love, they conceived a child. Well, around the time that she was five months pregnant, they decided they were going to run away and get married, but her father had found out, and her father was a very jealous man, and when he found out, he did what any father would absolutely love to do, and he killed Robert Randall. Now, when Johanna found out what her father had done, she became so distraught. She actually poisoned her father and poisoned herself. And unfortunately for her and the unborn child, they, they didn't get Oh, yeah, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't know that both Pearl and Johanna were not only pregnant, but at the same time in the middle of their second trimester at five months. That's incredible. Right. Bobby's first wife, Janet, when she was pushed down the stairs, she was five months pregnant. So it seems that possibly, you know, Scott Jackson and Alonzo Walling affect, affecting the people that are, are still there. Absolutely. That would sound like something these monsters would do. I, I certainly couldn't see the two ladies doing this and seeing what they are capable of, you know, that definitely doesn't surprise me that it would be one of those guys. And, yeah, I remember a while back, I think it was the beginning of this year, actually, where Bobby Mackey was on talking about his his first wife, his late wife, doing that. I mean, that is so interesting, and I'm glad she ended up being okay from that. And the baby ended up being okay. He said she was a healthy baby girl. <laughs> so, Yeah, I think Bobby said she was about two and a half pounds when she came out, stayed in the NICU for a while, um, but now she's uh, she's all grown up, has children of her own. Um, I've met her before. She's a very nice lady, very sweet lady. So uh, she's doing good. Yeah, that's incredible. And so when it comes to, so we talked about Pearl and her spirit being there. How about Johanna? I mean, in Bobby Mackey's song, he talks about rose perfume and, and different things. Talk a little bit about Johanna. You, you took us into the room where she would get gussied up and stuff and how things have happened in there. Talk a bit about that kind of stuff. Right. So, yeah, Johanna, she still said to linger around. And, you know, when you smell her rose scented perfume, she's uh, apparently still there. You know, if, if anybody ever gets a chance to read the book, Hell's Gate, it's a phenomenal read. But it, it talks about Carl talking to Johanna and how he smelled her perfume. And jo when, when that happens, Johanna's warning him something bad's about to happen. You know, he that's when he the perfume the one time he went running into the ballroom where janet was standing there more so you know johanna is actually like like a friendly ghost and she uh she's still said to be around i mean i've smelled her perfume a couple times i, I told you all the story yeah um, and and both times that i smelled it bad things happen 
So it's almost like one of those things where it's like even a paranormal fan or, you know, an investigator, it's like almost like you don't want to experience that phenomenon. You do not want to smell that rose perfume because it's almost like a foreboding war. You know, she's warning you like, hey, watch out. Something bad is about to happen for people who have watched the, you know, paranormal TV shows like Ghost Adventures who have been there at Bobby Mackey's Music World. You know that Carl was possessed. The video was just so telling. It was like bone chilling just watching him get so upset and just like, you know, his voice and just, you know, just everything. And so I can't imagine knowing the guy and going, gee, he's usually a sweetheart. Now we're dealing with this from a stranger point of view. That's really scary. I can't imagine from a friend point of view, you know? Yeah. um, I mean, I never got to really meet the guy, but (laughs) I wasn't old enough to go into the bar by the time that uh, he unfortunately passed from, you know, what I know that, you know, Carl was a good guy. So I, I personally think it would be pretty, pretty scary. I've watched the, the video and uh, thought it was pretty terrifying myself. So, Right. Bone chilling. Absolutely. So do you think Carl is perhaps there? I mean, have people experienced anything like people who are close to him? Do you, some people think maybe perhaps Carl's there still? I definitely think Carl is still there about it. There's a Laura Rowland. She normally uh, does the tours for Gatekeeper Paranormal. Uh, really, really nice lady. But she talks about it in this picture, um, what looks like to be Carl poking around uh, a corner, and you can see his glasses and things like that. Denise, which is Bobby's current wife, even says how she will sometimes uh, be cleaning the bar, and she'll look down at Carl's old spot, and she'll see a shadow figure there, and she doesn't feel scared, but she feels more at ease, kind of like something's watching over her. I, I personally feel that I've had Carl put his arm around me before, you know, and I've uh, I've heard plenty of stories of Carl's voice coming every EVP. Incredible. Carl's still there protecting us from the evil within. And that makes total sense because it seemed like Carl was a really stand-up guy. He, you could tell just by watching the shows that he was very loyal, uh, not only to Bobby Mackey, but the property itself. And that he watched over it, you know, the building and property while he was alive. And so why wouldn't he keep that up? In death, so that's really neat. So, you people believe that his voice has actually been caught on EVP, like through EVPs, electronic voice phenomenon. Do you know? Are they like unintelligible words, or are there any clear EVPs that he has like spoken? Yeah, there's um, uh, there was one I actually talked about on the tour where uh, they were doing an EVP session, and a guy had cut his hand real bad. And Carl's voice came over the EVP recorder that said, grab the mandate, Michael. And that's actually something that I found on YouTube, uh, talking about it and everything like that. They, they talked about the late Wanda Kay, how they took on a tour and how this had happened, and they were just kind of shocked. So. That's incredible. Absolutely. And so, you know, Alex, being a tour guide, I know people share with you you know, like experiences that they've actually had, that they've had at Bobby Mackey's. And what are some things that people have encountered there that have shared with you? I mean, there, there's a lot. Uh, I mean, you, you get the, the everyday person saying that, you know, they, they heard something in the bathroom, which I have no clue how the speculation of the bathroom being so haunted came from. That's literally always been a ladies' restroom. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, um, I've had people where they've seen 
shadow figures and and they've been touched you know i've had people scratched obviously i had talked about them on my tour me physically seeing it people hearing things uh taking pictures and noticing faces in there that just shouldn't be there you know a bunch of that stuff and those are those are most common ones i haven't had anybody really say anything different out of anything out of the ordinary besides you know common re- reoccurrences that have happened with you know multiple people so right and i know you shared with me while i was there on the tour you mentioned that somebody did take a picture and you were standing in the doorway of Johanna's room and something was captured, right? Yeah, that's actually why I think that uh, Carl's uh, Carl had his arm around me. Oh, that's um, right, yeah. This was my, my first Saturday there. And <laughs> yeah, somebody had taken a picture and there was a man with his arm around me. And you could see from the neck down he was wearing a flannel shirt, blue jeans, boots. Kind of like you saying, hey, you know, this is the new guy. We're going to take him under our wing. I always joke around and say if he, if he messes things up, we're going to mess him up too. So, But I, I felt like that was possibly Carl, you know, saying, hey, this is, this is one of my guys. He's going to try to keep things in order down here for me. <laughs> yeah, that's mind-blowing. That's so awesome. So, yeah, you know, it was interesting because when me and my sister, Casey, was there just a few weeks ago, Casey's she said that when we were in the basement she heard footsteps walking behind her and she turned around and nobody was there it was obviously just me her the other guy and then you and nobody else and then she said that when we were actually listening to Bobby perform on stage somebody a hand kind of touched her shoulder like you know trying to get her attention not like brushed by or anything but like tapped on her shoulder and when she turned around nobody was there the waitress she kept approaching us from the front not from the back touching us on the back so that was just I was like why didn't you tell Alex when we were there and she's like I don't know she's kind of shy so I was like well I'll tell Alex yeah and then I know when it was just us four down there again we were all kind of by the the gel cell and that was like interesting because didn't we hear like almost sounded like bottle caps being thrown in the gel cell itself? Like you, you pointed it out. Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah. That's actually been something frequently happening is it, it sounds like, you know, rocks being kicked, something being thrown in there. The, the jail cell area has been really active for the past couple of months. I have no idea where it came from. It's just been out of the blue. You know, it, like somebody's throwing something in there, rocks being shuffled. I've seen shadow figures uh, going in there. There was a tour where I was standing there talking, and I had taken two people down. And as I'm standing there talking, there I looked to my right a little bit, and there's a shadow figure standing there, and it kind of slinked back real quick and then disappeared. And I, I mean, that's been as of late. Um, I mean, your sister having hearing those footsteps though, definitely have had that happen before. I've had things walk behind me, and it's funny because, uh, you know, obviously when you're there and the bar's going, um, you hear footsteps upstairs, you know, you hear footsteps on the dance floor, and I, there was one time I had customers, you know, and they are like, oh my gosh, did you hear that? And I said, what you all he- are hearing right now is the footsteps upstairs. I said, what I'm hearing right now is the footsteps right behind me, yeah. um, because it sounded like something was just walking up, kind of shuffling its feet behind me. 
So it's definitely, you know, that's something that I've had happen actually a few a few times down in that in the basement. So that's awesome. Absolutely, that is awesome. And that didn't happen to me myself there, but I, I, I do know how that feels. I, I've had that happen several times, including at Waverly Hills, where there's just like somebody there. And it's like, you know, like you have that sense of not dread, but just like, you know, your hair stand up, you're alert, you know, you know, something's happening and you, you could not only hear it, but you could almost like feel that extra presence there. You know what I mean, Alex? Oh, definitely. I, uh, I definitely understand that one. <laughs> there are times when I'm I'm down there by myself, and, you know, I just get that feeling like you know, eyes are on me. There are times where it's just like I really feel uncomfortable being down there by myself. I mean, there's other times where it's just a complete and total basement for me. So definitely understand that feeling 100%. Absolutely. When it comes to you yourself, what is the most bizarre thing that you've encountered at Bobby Mackey's Music World? Well, there is uh, a room that I no longer talk about down there, and it, I call it the green room. It connects the room of faces to the well room. Again, on the show, Portals of Hell, it talks about how our, our head of security, Matt, was actually tossed in, in that room. Plenty of things happened in, in that room that didn't make me want to stop talking about it until a certain circumstance popped up. You know, I've been I've been stomped at in that room. Um, I've had I've had a bunch of different stuff happen. I've seen something walking back and forth in there, kind of like it's being impatient, wants me to leave. But the most bizarre thing, I was I was standing in the room, and this was this was a year ago or so, and somebody had an ovulus. And for anybody that's listening, you know, uh, an ovulus is a box with stored words that spirits can manipulate the energy and pronounce anything in there. And uh, I was sitting there talking, and the thing said, share. And I kind of stumbled over my words for a minute, and then I continued to talk, and then it said, Johnny. And so I stopped, and I'm like, you know, what did that just say? And she said, well, it said, share like the singer, and then it said, Johnny, Why? And I said, well, Cher's my mother's name. Oh. Johnny is my best friend who had just taken the tour. What? So, we, yeah, I mean, and then you fast forward to two weeks before Easter, and, you know, I'm still talking about the room, and I had a lady bring down another ovulus, and she was writing everything down, and we're in the same exact room, and within a matter of a minute, it said, mother, next, killed. And I asked her what that just said, and she said, I don't want to repeat it. And I, I, you know, when we got done, I asked, I said, what did that say? And she said, mother next killed. And so I messaged my mom, and I said, hey, just, uh, I had another weird incident happen downstairs. I said, please be careful. And then I messaged my my wife, who at the time was was, uh, very, very pregnant. Um, I said, hey, you know, be careful. I don't know, you know, if you're at the house or anything. I said, just be careful. Yeah. Well, next day, she had went to work, and on her way home, she was driving behind a truck with a ladder rack on it. And as she was driving, all of a sudden, the ladder rack just completely collapsed on the truck and then came careening towards the car. Uh. So it seemed like maybe something malicious in there kind of, you know, took itself with me and tried to attack. And so since then, I always apologize a lot to the people, but I don't 
I don't let anybody take down spirit boxes or, or anything that'll let them project because it seems that it agitates them. And unfortunately, I'm the one who pays. So I, I try to keep my family safe with that, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, who can blame you? I absolutely, completely understand. And so that would have been absolutely horrifying and terrifying. She, her and your unborn child ended up being okay, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, I I remember you sharing that with me. And that was I was getting chills when you were talking about it. And mind you, it was in Kentucky outside. And it was kind of a nice warm night. But yeah, those chills find themselves from time to time and could have been a lot worse. And I'm glad they're okay. And uh, I totally understand that why you wouldn't want somebody, you know, people to bring stuff down there and can't blame you one bit, Alex. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've uh, I had one person try to bring a spirit box down, and I apologized to him a hundred times, and he's like, you know, just don't apologize again. You guys just give me the best damn before I've had, and I I gave him that. Awesome. Yep. Very good. Yeah. I really enjoyed my time, and so Alex, about the tour, tell people who are listening and who are interested in possibly going to one of your tours if they're in Kentucky or. Hell, Ohio is just a you know few feet away. <laughs> um, if they're in the area, yeah. how can they go to Bobby Mackey's and do the tour? Well, I mean, if you want to come in to you know come into the bar, have a few drinks, uh, you can come see me in the gift shop. Uh, it's ten dollars a person. There's no smoking, no drinking. You got to come in. You got to fill out a waiver saying that you know that you know it's purported to be haunted. That if anything happens to you, you agree to be one of our happy haunts. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do have to fill out a waiver though, and then you know I, we go every hour, fifteen minutes after, from nine fifteen all the way till one fifteen. That's awesome. Now, if you don't want to come into the bar and you just want to take the tour, Saturday nights it's it's Marky Mark up front. But if you talk to him. Um, they'll get one of us to come up there. Uh, you fill out the waiver, pay the $10, and uh, you can still go. I've, I've taken someone as young as as nine years old. So, Oh, interesting. Well, very cool. I First of all, big shout-out to Alex for being on, and I really appreciate your time. I know you're a busy guy and just even, you know, just was clocking out of work as I called. So now you get to go and enjoy the rest yeah. of your evening with your beautiful wife and child and – yeah, awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Listen to the others. They are equally awesome. Want a weekly reminder of when the new episodes are out? You can easily subscribe to Paranormal Prowler's podcast on iTunes, Podcast Republic, Overcast, CastBox, Deezer, TuneIn Radio. Feel free to leave a review as well. Do you have an idea for a future episode, like a haunted location, or do you know somebody who has something bizarre to share? Email me at paranormal.prowlers.podcast at gmail.com. See you next week.
the other and swore they would come back. Now they haunt a nightclub in Wilder by the railroad track. It's been more than a century since they took her life away. But the legend of Pearl 